Sports on 105.5 FM, online at WNSP.com, and on the Sound of Mobile app, the Prep Spotlight, brought to you by Edward Jones Investments. Now, here are Brian Gennard and Pigskin Pete. Okay, here we go. Talking high school football for one hour. Thanks for jumping in here, Pigskin Pete, along with Brian Gennard and Michael Bronner in our studio as the Prep Spotlight airs this time every week. Good show lined up. Brian, I'm looking forward to talking in the next segment, high school football, as uh, actually the bottom of the hour, high school football, Spanish Fort, always a contender in this 6A, Chase Smith is going to join us, and we're always springing ahead. Actually, we can say it's spring now, though, can't we? Yeah, I think it is officially is it, spring. Is, when did, when when did the, spring? What's the date on that? Uh, when the Masters starts, officially <laughs> spring. <laughs> okay, Thursday. Okay. <laughs> Daylight savings is uh, is fair game to call it called spring. Oh, is that it? Thank you, Michael. In my mind, at least. How's your golfers looking there, Michael? It, uh, for the Masters. Hey, John Rahm tied for first. Scotty Scheffler looming. I think those are the two best players in the world. So I'm I'm happy to have them. And you saved them. I say I saved him for this week, so we'll yeah. see. Uh, you know, I'm really banking on John Rom, so we'll see. Okay, so Brian, you're in the. You know, we, we do two picks with our picking, and once you pick a golfer for the year, you can't pick them again. We go 30 weeks, so that's two good golfers he saved for this Rom and Scheffler. And did, and he needs them because he's. I'm, I'm, I'm low <laughs> in the pool, so you're up there, Brian. We need a Rom first and a Scotty second. Yeah. We're, okay, uh, we're back. I yep. went with a uh, Cam Smith, ten other people. And uh, Sun JM this week. Who'd you go with? Uh, Scheffler and Rory. Ooh. Ooh. Rory battled back a little bit the first day. Rory finished under yep. par for the first time in a long time on the so, first day. So that's good stuff. You start using your big guns and the uh, season gets tougher as it goes on. But uh, fun to watch. So I think you're right. Spring definitely starts with a Masters tournament. So fun to watch that in Augusta and – Spring football around the corner. Uh, Brian, uh, by the way, other parts of the show coming up actually in the next segment, high school baseball is up and going, looking at some of the top ten teams there. Softball, baseball, the weather's great. Joey Warner. Brian, uh, Brian, have you heard some of his uh, promos with his podcast here on WNSP? And nobody knows baseball, especially locally, uh, Joey Warner, just things I've read on Twitter, and he's going to be part of a WNSP podcast. Good to hear from Joey and talk about some of the good stuff happening here on the coast. Yeah, he really is. He's fun to follow. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on Facebook as well because I, I've learned more about uh, baseball and the history of baseball in this area uh, from from reading uh, Joey's post than I have uh, anything else around. He He does a great job of – not only keeping up with what's going on now in high school baseball, but then the history of high school baseball and where folks are. So excited to, to be able to talk to him um, in a few minutes as well. And then we also will be joined later in this segment and in the next few minutes by uh, Coach David Armstrong. A great announcement coming uh, today out of uh, um, out of uh, Montgomery as they did the awards for for uh, Mr. Basketball, and, and David was there as part of that ceremony. So we'll get to talk to him a little bit about uh, about that today as well. Big news locally. You can go ahead and and I think a lot of people may know, but a lot of people may not know. This is not a shock. Mr. Basketball, uh, just like Mr. Football, happy to celebrate down here on the coast. Yeah, LeBaron Phelan has had such a, a wonderful first two years playing with that Baker program hard to believe that he'll be back for another year already committed to Auburn 
But uh, that young man being named uh, Mr. Basketball for the state of Alabama today up in Montgomery. So David Armstrong will join us in a few minutes. We'll get to talk to, to his coach about that. And Brian, this is, I don't think it's ever happened before that I know. I, I know it. I don't think it's ever happened before. Two guys that are still going to be playing high school is Ryan Williams, who is maybe the best athlete on the football scene's commitment to Alabama with Sarah Land getting Mr. Football. And then all of a sudden we find out, uh, you know, Phyline is going to be headed to Auburn, but he's still got another year left to play at Baker. And uh, boy, that's exciting to see our local teams bring in the best players in the state. And uh, Baker's going to be another good team next year. Yeah, they really are. And, uh, you know, you got to be excited about just the youth in this area, what they're doing, and and the fact that we're going to get to see them play again after winning such big awards. Uh, I'm excited about the prospect of that. And I think that we, we have Coach David Armstrong with us now, head coach of the Baker Hornets. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well, guys. How about you? We're doing good. Coach, I know we're catching you just coming back from Montgomery, but uh, we really wanted to just take a few minutes and spend with you and talk about today and how everything unfolded uh, as you went up to Montgomery and LeBaron was recognized. you got to be proud of this young man, and I know that you've talked about he's a great person on the court. He's just just as good of a a young man off the court, but uh, how, how happy are you about the events today? Yeah, I'm really excited for him. I think this was an award he really wanted. You know, we, we've we discussed, you know, this is a possibility ever since last year um, when we went up and he won 7A Player of the Year and, you know, Barry won Mr. Basketball. You know, so this one's kind of always been in the back of our mind. You know, it was great to, you know, he was named Max Preps Player of the Year for the State of Alabama and Gatorade Player of the Year for the State of Alabama um, in the last month or so. But this one was one we kind of, we kind of had circled on a calendar and we're hoping would come to fruition and uh, to get to see him smile uh, when they called his name today for Mr. Basketball, you know, was, was worth a lot. So I'm excited for him. I'm excited for our school. I'm excited for our city. It's nice to see what we have coming up and coming around here. Well, you could see the pictures that were posted on AL.com, Twitter, everywhere else. You couldn't wipe it off his face of, of uh, the pride that he had and uh, just the, the joy that, that the award means to him. I know that he's excited about all of those accolades that are coming towards him, but you've got to be excited that that uh, you'll have uh, you'll have the best basketball player in the state of Alabama and around the country coming back for another year next year as well. Yeah, it's nice to know that um, I don't have to you know send him off to Auburn just yet. I get to keep him for another year um, and get to you know see him do all this stuff again at the Baker High School gym. You know, it's. It's nice to see a kid that's as young as he is and as good as he is, you know, to get these awards and then to get to continue to watch him, you know, in these gyms in our local area. It's nice, you know. I know I heard y'all talking about him just before y'all let me on, uh, but the young man at Saraland being a sophomore and as good as he is winning Mr. Football, you know, LeBaron being a junior, still got one more year winning Mr. Basketball. I mean, the athletics in our area is great right now. Um, and it's exciting, you know, to be a small part in any of that. You know, our community gets the chance to watch these two incredible athletes, along with a lot of other ones, you know, compete. And you only got to pay $10 for a ticket to get into their games, you know, instead of paying, you know, the exorbitant amount of money you're going to have to in the next, you know, 24 to you know 48 months for these kids. It's, it's exciting. 
Coach Armstrong joining us here on the uh, Prep Spotlight Baker Basketball. The big news today with LeBaron Phylon getting the Mr. Basketball, which is a great award, hard to get in the state of Alabama. Coach, you know, Michael Bronner sitting in here. We talk about going to Sarah Land football games, hard to get in the stadium. But I know just by talking to a number of people, Baker had a good year. But, I mean, the, the gymnasiums were packed this past uh, season for you guys and another year left when they go to the Coliseum and they're, and they're looking at the stadium and the, uh, the gymnasium, they're seeing Phyline. When he goes to Auburn, what can, what do the Auburn fans expect? What kind of player is he on the next level? You know, uh, I, I think he's a dynamic offensive player. Um, he is a, a really, really good guard that has the capability of scoring and making plays for other people. You know, I think one of the things that Auburn missed a lot this season was having that dynamic scoring guard on from night in, night out. You know, LeBaron's going to give them that. LeBaron's going to give them that opportunity. You know, I was watching them in the you know in the tournament this year, and you know you could set, you could see uh, LeBaron could help right there. LeBaron could help right there. You know, so you know, and that little that gym, you know, Neville Arena at Auburn is in a beautiful place. I got to go watch a game there this year. It's an amazing place. It's it's kind of small. It's kind of packed in there. And the Auburn fans are great. They're going to get to see a really good one, you know, in about, you know, 20, about 12 months. Well, I, I think it's interesting you mentioned the arena, and it's packed. I know I know it's hard to get a ticket to go into an Auburn basketball game, which is incredible compared to 10 years ago. But I think even Baker's home games are sold out. That's got to be great for LeBaron just to get this, you know, he's going to get a lot of attention, Coach, but the crowd – uh, to walk into a new atmosphere won't be new to him. Yeah, we uh, sold out, I think, all but one varsity game this year. The only varsity game we did not sell out uh, was on a Saturday at like 2 o'clock, mm. um, so early in December. So we sold out every other game. We sell 500 tickets. We put 500 tickets out there, you know, because Baker's Gym is not the largest gym in the area. So we sold it out, you know, blood packed that place out when we went and played there. We went and played in the Huntsville City Classic. Uh, every evening game we played there was slammed to the rafters with about 2,000 people. You know, we've got to play in front of a, a big number of people at the Mitchell Center um, on MLK Day this year. You know, he's played in front of some big crowds, and he'll play in front of some more big crowds. We've got a pretty, you know, hefty schedule next year, and I'm pretty sure that gym's going to be packed again. Um, so he's he's used to he's used to the lights. He's used to the screaming and yelling of his name. Um, and he loves it, and he turns it on, and he, he likes to put on a show and win ball games for people. Well, Coach, we sure appreciate you taking a few minutes with us tonight. We're excited for LeBaron. We're excited about next year as well. And uh, and Coach David Armstrong with the Baker Hornets. Coach, we'll catch back up with you this summer a little bit and kind of see how things are going. But, uh, again, congratulations to the Baker Hornets and to LeBaron Feline for being named Player of the Year for the state of Alabama. Yeah, guys, thank you for having me. I appreciate you. All right, Coach, thanks. Thank you, Coach. And I, I'm not going to be thank surprised, uh, Brian, as Coach Armstrong mentioned, you can't get in. No. I mean, I had a uh, couple of people say they actually tried to get to a, a game, and I would think we didn't ask him, but we'll, we'll get him on as the season gets closer. They'll probably have some schedule adjustments where they're going to be a hot team that's wanted when it gets to tournament time and – these Christmas tournaments and things like that. I'll be surprised if they try to get into a little bit bigger area where they can a lot more people can see them. Well, they'll they play a lot of big tournaments throughout the year. He tries to take that team around the state, and one of the things that they usually do 
is they usually have about four or five days before, and I've noticed this with a lot of teams that I follow on social media, you know, usually about four days out, they'll let you know, hey, tickets are going on sale tomorrow for the game Friday night. So if you want to come, you better come on and get them. Uh, the days of walking up and grabbing a ticket at the door for a lot of our local teams is over. You, you've got to get in early, which, man, it's great to see packed gyms and see, you know, that happening in our area. Especially in high school basketball. Yeah. Sometimes we're, you know, trying to keep up with the folks up the northern part of the state, but this is great, great news today coming out of Baker High School. Yeah. All right, let's talk high school baseball. Joey Warner. Enjoy keeping up with him. Part of the Optimist Player of the Week, the Optimist Club. They do it every week. We'll talk to him about that here on the Prep Spotlight, WNSP. Welcome back. Prep Spotlight WNSP. Don't forget, bottom of the hour, we'll spring football talk. We'll do that with Chase Smith, Spanish Fort Toros. Should be a factor in this 6A Region 1. And there's going to be some really good teams again trying to knock down the champion Saraland in that region. We'll talk high school football bottom of the hour. Brian, let's turn our attention to the spring sport that's really hot and heavy right now. They are thickening their season with our high school baseball. I don't think anybody has the passion that our next guest has here, and you can actually hear a lot more from him, and we'll talk about that here with his podcast. But Joey Warner joins us here on the Prep Spotlight. Joey, how are you, man? I'm good, Pigskin. How are you, buddy? I am doing good, man. Great to have you on. I, I, I know that uh, I've been following you on Twitter, and you're a big part of a group I, I was a part of for a number of years. The Crichton Optimist Club always honors the – high school baseball players, which is absolutely super. You're doing that each and every week, and I know you guys are hot and heavy right now with your high school stuff. Yes, we are. Uh, it's, it's been a, a good season. It's, it's going by fast, Tim. I mean, really fast. We're into area play now, and it's just a lot of fun keeping up with the stats and watching the teams. And, and it's just like reading box scores in the newspaper, which we don't have anymore. So, yeah. but it is hot. The, the players are the players are putting up big numbers, and it's it's fun to watch them progress and and do well. And and you have colleges looking at them, and 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 they're they're competing against area teams and rival teams, and and, and it's all for one purpose. It's it's for the playoffs and to make it to that state championship. Well, uh, there's a number of players, coach that. It's going to play on the next level. I mean, Coach, is it Joy? Coach Joy. Um, yeah, I, I don't see how you do it, man. You, you've got a lot of teams on the Gulf Coast to cover. I think it's harder than ever uh, without, you know, I'm not picking up my paper every day. Tell us how you keep in contact with all these coaches and players and how much work that is involved trying to make sure you get the right person in every week. Well, that is a good question, and I try to explain it every awards luncheon to every player and parent and coach, anybody that's in attendance, because it is a task. And, and I'm as fair as I can be, and it comes down to the, to the numbers and, and what they did in a particular game and even what they did in a game before. And the, you know, it, it does matter. It does matter. Every – Every stat matters. It, it, there may be a difference in a, an award winner 
and uh, a hit batsman or uh, the number of pitches a pitcher may throw, you know, versus what he. It's, it's not sabermetrics, believe me, because I'm not a sabermetrics guy. But it, I do look at the stats, and, and I contemplate it. And work put into it is looking at every box score. And I, I go through Game Changer on that, and, and it's, a, it's, it's a challenge because it's not always accurate. And, you know, when I, put, when I put my statistics and my reports on my Facebook page, Mobile Baseball Connection, I put up there unofficial mm. because some, some schools, their scorekeepers – may not be as, as correct as the others. So I, I have to do a lot of double-checking, too. And I get a lot of input from, from some of the coaches and some of the parents and even some of the players, too. It, and it's, it keeps me busy, and it's, it's, it's work, but it's not work when you said the word, and I thank you for your kindness, when you said my passion. I have a passion for it, and I've been doing this kind of thing my entire life. So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun when it's your hometown, in Baldwin County and Mobile County, and it's and you're just not looking at statistics for the major leaguers or USA Jags years ago when they had box scores, but you're looking at real people. And when you write about them, it's it's a it brings me a lot, a lot of self gratification because if it brings a smile to their face or a smile to their grandmother's face or their uncle or their mom and daddy, then I'm happy. If they're happy, I'm happy. Joey, we're thick in the high school season. Any particular teams, maybe a couple of players that have jumped out to you so far? Yes, there's there's bunches of them. And, you know, I'll narrow it down the best I can and give you a few teams and a few players. Well, now that, they, that they're into area play, that's that's what counts to, to get them to the playoffs. But, and they end up taking the first and second teams in these areas, and they got the areas broken down and the one and two and you know one a through seven a two a through seven a because they sure Christian moved up from one a to two a and they take those first two teams into the playoffs and then then they'll represent Mobile and Baldwin counties until they get um, beat out. But some of the good teams out there, I, I rate them by just overall records, and I think. Robertsdale and Baldwin County are playing in a, in a third area game tonight in the series, and either one of those teams are going to be the first team to win 20 games, which is a pretty good accomplishment. Both of them are 19 and nine. Robertsdale's 19 and nine, and Baldwin County's 19 and nine. And Baldwin County's really jumped out there this year and having an outstanding season. The Fairhope Pirates under Kyle Hunter, Coach Kyle Hunter, in his first year replacing Stu Fuller, he's got the Fairhope Pirates at 18 and 8 and they've won 10 games in a row. And, and he's just loaded with good pitching and, and a, a lot of good hitting. St. Paul's, Andy Robbins has St. Paul's at 17 and 7 and they're playing good baseball. Uh, Bayside Academy, Josh Gunther, uh, a, a Lake Forest commitment. He just fired a no-hitter last night. He was only a five-inning no-hitter, but He's, he's, he is just outstanding. He's pitching lights out. He's 6-1 and one with a 0.53 ERA and 60 strikeouts. And he is just an outstanding player. In fact, he was at the Midtown Optimus Club luncheon yesterday. He was week seven pitcher of the week for Baldwin County. So he's having an outstanding season. Uh, Trevor Murphy at Baldwin County is, is – 
just having a heck of a year on the pitcher's mound as well as at the plate. At the plate, he's hitting 481, 38 hits, 12 doubles, five home runs, 28 RBIs, and on the mound, he's 6-1 with a 2.991 ERA. And it's just it's, it's outstanding. I mean, those two are from Baldwin County. We've got others that that I'll mention from, from Baldwin County also. Brooks Brassfield is, is is tearing it up for Fairhope. It's, it's Holland Brock. All these guys, most of these guys have signed and made commitments to, to colleges. And St. Saint, Saint Paul's has got some good players. They've got Taylor Odell, Odell and Edward McLeod and John and Jack Stowers. And, but what's surprising is, is how well Bayshore Christian is doing. And they've won the state championship on the 1A level for the past two seasons. And about, I think they have a class, a senior class of, of the total of 30. But they've got a ball team that can really fly. They Mobile Christian earlier this week. And they've got, I mentioned a couple of their guys, Cole Dean, Michael Bryant, who is a, a, a week seven player of the week of Baldwin County last last week, and John and Jack Malone and Street Creams. Uh, Jeff Hague has got them going in the right direction over there. They've got an overall record of 16-4. and four. And Satsuma, Satsuma's having a, a really good year. They're, they're 16-6, and six, and there's several more. Faith Academy, Baker, Tyler Rinsley's got them rocking and rolling at 15-11. Kevin Rayleigh's doing an outstanding job with UMS Wright at 17-9. He's got a heck of a pitching staff, Tim. He's got Sutton Snipes, Alex Sherman, and Jake Jay. And that, that could carry him a whole long way when it comes to the playoffs. But there's just so many of those good players out there. And I have a lot of fun tabbing them. Every night, every night, practically. Well, Joey, we, we are so excited about what you've been doing, and, and we love following you here. We're excited about the podcast coming up as well, and, and just the passion you have for it and the knowledge really comes through as you talk. And we're excited about the podcast that you'll be able to find here on WESP and here soon that you'll be doing. Hey, Joey, what time is that on Tuesdays? The, the podcast, it actually comes out about um, – about noon on Tuesday, they upload it, and, and there, there's already eight shows out there. So we, we've had about 14 guests and a, a lot of old-timers, and they're getting on there and telling stories, and it's, it's a really a lot of fun. We're trying to cover some high school and collegiate and major leagues now that it's starting. I'll even talk about T-ball, everything from T-ball up to the Hall of Fame. And the history that we got in Mobile, we're going to be doing this thing until December, so I'm going to get into the history side of it soon. Awesome. We'll be listening for it. Thank you, Joey. Hey, buddy, thank you for having me, Pigskin. Y'all have a great night. Brooks Kepka setting the pace in the first round, all firing seven under 65s. Welcome back to the Prep Spotlight on WNSP, your source for high school sports. Now it's time to keep up with the Joneses as we take a look at some of our former Mobile and Baldwin County athletes who are now making the spotlight on the next level. Brought to you by Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Now, back to Brian Gennard and Pigskin Pete. Okay, welcome back. Great to have Joey Warner, who covers the high school sports. You can hear the podcast WNSP. Make sure you Google that or go into our website to check that out. Also, earlier, Coach Armstrong talking about LeBaron Phylon's big Mr. Basketball in Baker High School's Really, the player of the year in the state of Alabama. Still another year left to play 
down here for the Hornets. Keeping up with the Joneses here, Brian. Yeah, I'm going to stick in the baseball realm. We've been talking a little baseball with Joey. Let's talk a little San Diego Padres baseball announced their Hall of Fame, and that is including the 2007 National League Cy Young Award winner from St. Paul's, uh, Jake Peavy. Uh, So Jake Peavy will be going into the San Diego Padres Hall of Fame this year. Uh, Won the 2007 Cy Young while he was there. Had a great career with uh, not only um, San Diego, but a couple other teams. But uh, good to see uh, Jake being recognized and and San Diego doing some stuff for him uh, this year as well. Yep, always contributing back to Mobile too in many ways. Jake is, and I've got a personal one here, Brian, that connects with us here at WNSP, our buddy, Dina Brown, our Friday night guy. Uh, I know he he and the family have to be proud of their son, Troy. I'm seeing here where Troy uh, is the coach over at Flomaton, and they're closing in on their first area title, first time in 10 years. And I know that Coach Troy has got a really good team up there. Um, First time they have won the area and, Hosted a first-round game. Um, he was part of the Spanish Fort team back in 2010. And, uh, boy, this is a, you know, he was actually uh, Troy back at Spanish Fort when he was here, part of that program. They won the football and baseball state championship, first time ever in the same year when he was playing high school. And now he's coaching up at Flomaton, about to close in on a title. And I know Bina and the family's happy of there. So uh, keeping up with the Joneses, going back to a former Spanish Fort Toro. And speaking of Spanish Fort, we're going to turn our attention to the gridiron and talk high school football with our head coach, Shay Smith, joining us. Coach Smith, how are you? Hey, guys. How are y'all doing? Good, Coach. Uh, how was your spring and uh, everything going over there with the Toro program? Oh, going good. Going good. We uh, we finished up today with some workout. Uh, I think I talked to you previously. We're uh, we're taking advantage of the, uh, you know, the state uh, association allows us to either have a traditional spring or or start off, basically start a week uh, uh, ahead uh, on the, in the fall. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna take care of that and choose that uh, option to start a, an extra week in the fall, starting for the season. So with that change, I know other high schools are doing it too. What's the difference between that coach and versus just your old? I'm gonna play a spring football game with another team. What's the difference on what you're doing right now? Yeah, really, it's just uh, the state allows us what we call 10-2 work, which is 10 weeks of two hours a week of football-type uh, drills and type work. So you can get uh, – you, re- you really can get a lot of functionality out of that, and uh, but you just can't obviously have pads. You can't have a, a padded practice and have a spring game, which, I mean, I-, I love spring, and I love getting out there and having some football in April and May and having a spring game and all that. I just – you know, it's a it's a great chance to still have evaluations, and so so what I what I'm doing is taking advantage of slowing it down. There's not the contact involved, and we're so what I'm doing is every player on my roster plays a defensive position, and then they come and, and on a Thursday they play the opposite side of the ball, uh, whether they're starter from last year or not. So everybody's going to learn how to properly tackle. Everybody's going to learn how to block, down block, reach block, base block, et cetera, et cetera, and learn the basics of football. And then we, we're going to split up and have some team stuff and things like that that we're allowed to do. And uh, really just that. And, and I'll tell you what, I really did, I didn't see this coming, but it gives us me a little bit more time. Uh, we're not in a rush. Uh, we take our time. And then I, I believe in multi-sport athletes. And it allows – there's not that pressure. We've got more track athletes this year than we've ever had because they don't feel like they're missing – 
uh, football practice. So I, I want football players to play, you know, run track, to play baseball, to play soccer, those type things. So it gives a, a, a high school athlete a chance to play other sports and not feel like they're missing out or things like that. And, and, and I've got coaches coaching other sports and things like that. So uh, and just looking forward to the extra week. I, I, last year, I just I didn't feel as prepared as I'd want to be going into the season. You know, when I came back from college, I, I was like, guys, you know, who we got for Jan Breeze? Well, Coach, we don't have Jan Breeze anymore. We play week zero. I said, oh, gosh. So we play in two weeks. Okay. So, uh, and with the weather last year, you know, we missed some practices. So looking forward to it. I talked to a lot of guys that I trust and old school guys. And so really enjoying the plan uh, and seeing our kids move in space and, and work fundamentals of football. And, Looking forward to that extra week in the fall. So, Coach, 7-4, and four, you were a playoff team last year. Some really great wins with McGill and St. Paul's. Uh, the difference in year number two as a head coach and what we can see this year from Spanish Fort would be maybe what are some, some of the top things coming into the fall? Well, I think number one, you know, I'm able to go through a full offseason uh, with the guys and I'm not a new face and name and new verbiage and new – new expectations and things like that are, are different expectations. Everybody's different, you know, and uh, coming in and kind of drinking from a fire hose, if you will, at times and getting it all installed. And they know my expectations now. And I, I think instead of, you know, building something, laying the foundation, framing, putting everything in, now you're kind of remodeling and making adjustments here and doing this and doing that. So you're a little leg up, you know, and, and it'll be a calendar year of, uh, like I said, the culture and the values that we're, we're continuously trying to build here, uh, and the kids know me a lot more, and, and it's not there's not as many surprises or many things that you know haven't been communicated at that point. So, looking forward to that transitioning to performance on the field. We're joined by Spanish Fort head coach Chase Smith, Coach Brian Gennard here. You said something in that first question that Pick's going to ask you, and I think it's one of the things that. I love what you're doing right now because it does give you some time to get back to some fundamental stuff so you don't feel like you're like you said man week 0 comes really quick and 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 you're kind of you're rushed to put in a game plan and do some other stuff but man I I really feel like at times we get away from fundamentals we get away from uh, kids actually tackling and kind of locking up and and I know some of that stuff is hard to do it without pads but you just see so much nowadays of just guys just trying to make a big hit nobody wrapping up it's got to be good to to take time like this to get kind of back to some of those basics yeah i mean you said it i mean we can all lie to ourselves and say you know we play a spring game you know we're not going to game plan but that last week you game plan i mean it's the coach in you right so i've always wanted to try it out and this also allows me to go – so myself and my varsity staff are going to our middle school program, and we're going to help run spring over there for so two weeks of the middle school kids and test, you know, those type kids to develop at a younger age. And, and we're just focusing on the fundamentals. And, and you know, I, was, I had a staff meeting after, after practice and just said, look, we're going to do the exact same practice tomorrow, you know, or, or next week. We're going to do the exact – we're not going to add this. We're not going to add that. We don't have to win a game tomorrow. You know, we just, and so I'm hoping to see the fruits of this labor right now pay off with the fundamentals as we start to really expand the game plan. So, you know, and I may talk to y'all in November and go, I'll never do (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I don't, I don't think I will. I I think that, you know, the way I felt last fall, 
you get an extra week, you get you gain extra scrimmage. We're playing a Jamboree versus St. Michael's, uh, you know, so it's going to be under the lights against another opponent before we're live and in color in the season. So I'm looking forward to it. Coach, I'm, I, I, as spectators like Brian and Michael and myself in the media, we love this 6A Region 1 as a coach. <laughs> what a gauntlet. I mean, okay, so Jeff Kelly, we know Sarah Land, what they did last year, but coach, these new coaches yeah. coming in, I'm going to name a couple of them here with – now, you know, with Theodore bringing in, you know, head coach Steve Mask and Murphy looking to change things under Justin Hanna. McGill Tulin's got a good one coming in. David Faulkner and Ham Barnett over at St. Paul's getting ready for year number two. Man, this is a, a region that is just gets, seems like it's just as good every year. Yeah, and my non-region is two seven A's. <laughs> and you open up with Fairhope. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, you know, I mean, there's there's a m- multiple sides to it. I mean, I, obviously, you know, the athletes in this region and area are great, and the coaching is phenomenal. I mean, it keeps you on your toes. You've got to have your A game every week. You got to stay healthy. You, you know, you've got to. Uh, and not saying that there's teams out there in other areas that aren't this, that, and the other, but. You're right. I mean, the competition, the athleticism, and the coaching is top-notch. And, 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 and as a competitor, it's great. But also, you know, it's like, man, you, you've got that feeling of, hey, we've we got to get ready. We've got to be ready fast and now. And, and we've got to have all of our kids healthy and fired all cylinders. And so, I mean, that's, that's what it is. I mean, it's SEC West. I mean, it's, you know, you look at the, the type of coaches that are in this region – and then the you know uh, Saraland defending state champs Theodore semifinal I mean lot you know and Ham's doing a heck of a job at St Paul and then Ray Nelson you know he's t- Ray's a fantastic coach that's the head coach of Blunt now so uh, man a lot of, a lot of competition high level coaching for sure coach I haven't seen the schedule for next year is it still uh, will, you, will you keep that open date at the end of the year or is it is it going to be stuck in the middle where where, where does that yeah fall for you so, next so we're on the back end of the two-year uh the two-year cycle there so it'll be the same exact schedule just flipped home and away and the, and, the, and the open week will be that last week which you know during the season you're like man it'd be great for open week but then when you get there and you have that open week before the playoffs you know i mean there's there's good and bad to it but there's also get rested that extra preparation i mean i I liked it. I thought it was more of a pro than a con. I wasn't a hundred percent sure because you know you don't you go in two weeks without seeing live action on a Friday night. So you know there was that in my head, but I, I think it's 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 more pro than con. Yeah, because you got a couple of guys banged up. It's good good thing to get them healthy for the playoffs. But so I'm I'm with you. But but that is that's a that's a gauntlet to run for ten weeks straight, and it, I don't see a time when you get to take a breath in those ten weeks. <laughs> No, I, yeah, you don't. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's just every week. I mean, you've got to bring your A game, and you can't have any slip-ups. And, you, you know, and, and that's the thing, too, is just the thing, you know, control what you can control, but the, the, the healthiness of your of – your, because a high school roster, I mean, you don't have the depth. Uh, you know, you get some guy banged up or you get a kid banged up and maybe it's a two-week out. I mean, it's your, your game plan, your strategy, your everything. You've got you've to figure it out. But that's, you know, that's part of the game. All right, Coach, finally, I know you said defense is going to be a big part of your spring, but what about the battle of quarterback going into the fall? What does it look like over at Spanish Fort? <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got a couple guys uh, battling for that now. And and that's kind of another thing, too, is, is you, you don't feel like you've got ten practices to win this job. I mean, it's, it's 
it's going to go all the way through spring, through summer, and and uh, we're rotating evenly. And we've got we've got a couple guys. We've got an older guy, and, and we've got uh, I've got a real promising young quarterback coming up, and, and real real excited about that coming up from the middle school. But uh, uh, we've got uh, the Williamson, Drew Williamson from from St. Paul's, uh, came back home. He's a Spanish Fort kid, and he's come back home. Uh, and uh, Justin Bonner's a younger kid that saw some action last year. It's going to be a sophomore that's doing well. And Parker Smith is a kid that's going to be uh, a junior that, that played quarterback last year. It's doing really well. And, and like I said, we've got a young guy coming in from middle school, and they're doing really well, you know, and uh, you, know, you never know. But, uh, you know, they're going to battle it out and see what happens. All right. Coach, did you get a uh, Masters pick in this weekend? Are you a golfing fan? Lord, man, no, you don't want me. <laughs> I'll go out there and drive the cart for you and cheer you on, man. You don't want me hitting those golf balls. Okay. All but, right. Uh, <laughs> well, very, very good. Very good, Coach. I'm looking forward to uh, talking to you again. I know the fall will be here before you know it, but uh, enjoy that spring. Keep us posted uh, what's going over at Spanish Fort, but thank you for the time today. Oh, thank you, guys. Anything y'all ever need, and thank y'all for what y'all do for, for the sports, high school athletics, man. Thank y'all very much. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, Coach. All right, Chase Smith, Spanish Fort. How about that lineup in this region, Brian, with all these coaches? He mentioned Raymond Nelson. I mean, good coaches here. Yeah, some great coaches. And and if you look at their schedule, I mean, there's 10 weeks of just there's no time to sit down and catch your breath. It's keep on going. You remember what Scott Riles did at Baldwin County a couple years ago? I mean, there's yeah. just go top to bottom. It's so good <laughs> to uh, wrap it up. Hey, we've got a lot of teams. I didn't get in the top ten in baseball. We'll hit on that when we come back and wrap it up. One more segment, Prep Spotlight, WNSP. Final segment, Prep Spotlight, WSP. Brian, I get all excited when I start talking football. I love basketball and baseball, don't get me wrong, but uh, 140 days. I just looked at the calendar. It seems like a long way away, but it'll get here before you know it. 140. I'm counting them down already. Yeah, it, it, it will be here before you kind of blink and we'll be at uh, summer media days, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you turn back around and, you know, it's – I still don't like the term week zero. I hate it. Uh, I don't use it. Yeah. You don't have to use it. Make up your own. I used to get in trouble with with my lovely bride because when people would ask me how old kids were and, you know, everybody says, oh, they're how many months, whatever. I'd like zero. I actually do. I have used it, but then I was talking to my brother in Georgia. Yeah. And we're talking about, because he's into Georgia big time. And I was saying that I accidentally just like, yeah, in week zero. I said, what? Yeah. What do you mean week zero? I said, well, he said, there's no such thing as a week zero. He, he didn't get it. Well, like, well, I used to tell people my kids were zero until they turned one, and Karen would get mad at me. So, <laughs> I, you know, but I, I'm not a – if you're playing, it's week one. Yeah. Yes, but anyway. Well, your kids so. wouldn't get mad at you. No, they didn't say anything to me. <laughs> they just gave me that look they always do. Feed me. That's funny. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you me. know what? We've talked a lot about stuff, and one of the things that, that Chase Smith mentioned was that he had more – more players running track this year. We've talked about Ryan Williams and the success that he's had in track and mobile, but there's a young lady over in Sarah Land, Morgan Davis. Uh, she became the third um, 
third person and first woman from our state to actually do this. The Mobile Challenge of Champions has been around for 30 years, and there's been two athletes uh, that have have uh, won consecutive years of being the the top athlete at, at that event. Both of those young ladies were from Georgia, but Morgan Davis did it this year. Uh, she repeated as last year's invitational portion of the meet, winning the long jump. She jumped 20 feet four and a half inches. She ran the hundred meters straight in, up. <laughs> yeah, ran the <laughs> ran the hundred meters in eleven point nine um, seconds, and then also the two hundred meters in twenty four point one eight mm. uh, to take home the MVP of that meet. And it's funny because I've kind of been th- bruising through some stuff, and I've seen her name a lot this year. Where did she go? She is at Saraland. She is at wow. Saraland, so I'm sure she will be running track at the next level. Mm. Uh, but that young lady has been lighting it up in the first, like I said, in the 30-year history of that competition, first person from Mobile to win it back-to-back years. Good stuff. Yeah. Joey Warner, we're talking about the good baseball teams we've got on the coast. I, I just, you know, checking out, it just seems to be very common. Bayshore Christians always ranked high. I think Joey had said they're 15-4. and four. I know they're number two in Class 2A. We got the number one team here on the uh, Gulf Coast in in 4A by uh, Brian Bayside Academy. Always seems like they got a good baseball team. UMS in the top five in that 4A. Mobile Christian, St. Paul's top ten in class 5A. You mentioned several players on both of those programs. And, you know, you mentioned Sarah Land track. We talked Sarah Land football and Sarah Land's baseball teams number three in class 6A. And Spanish Ford also in the top ten, Fairhope. Seven A's ranked, so we've got a number of teams with our baseball doing well, Brian. And I, I got looking at the schedule, and these these baseball teams are getting deep in their area, and we're, we'll be long before we start getting into hey, which team's going to be hosting? Where are the playoffs? Yeah, we're right here. right in the middle of uh, of area play now for for baseball and softball, and all of those are getting ready to kind of get into the who's hosting area tournaments. You know, one of the things that stuck out on there, you talk about Bayshore Christian, and Joey mentioned it. You know, they're a 1A team. They won a couple of uh, 1A championships, and now they're moved up to 2A, uh, and they don't seem like they've missed much of a beat as they move from 1A to 2A. Makes me think of uh, Bayside Academy's <laughs> soft, or, uh, volleyball team and uh, what Ann Schilling's doing over there. Well, they, I eventually think that they'll get one in every category if, uh, if, if, if Coach – sticks around and, and keeps that program on. And then you've also got a couple of soccer teams and uh, uh, 7A uh, Daphne ranked really high uh, in boys soccer. Fairhope also in the top 10. Um, Spanish Fort and 6A ranked in the top 10 along with Theodore. And uh, looking to see if other Gulf Shores in 5A, Bayside Academy in 4A. These are all in boys rankings. And then as you get into the the girls' rankings, I'm looking to see if we have some Spanish Fort and the top um, tier in 6A. McGill ranked in the top 10 in 7A. Uh, so a lot of teams ranked here locally as well in uh, in soccer, and they're getting ready to be towards the end part of their season as well. They have some area tournaments coming up, and, and we'll be seeing. We'll get another round of state champions between soccer uh, baseball, softball. I saw Coach Sam Gates, who we had on a couple of years or a couple of years ago, a couple of weeks ago, with uh, Baker Golf. He posted um, his boys did really well 
and uh, in the area tournament this past week, and he had a couple of guys finish in the top five, and uh, uh, Caitlin Foster wins the the girls championship over there in the area as well. So, a lot of stuff going on. I, I do want to mention, you know, we've given baseball a lot of teams recognition. Just seems like Fairhope in softball is there every year, number two in the state. I think their record's like. 24 and 3. Fairhope's going to be a big contender in this 7A softball championship when the year's done. Sarah Land in the top 10 in the softball rankings for the girls. And then in 5A, uh, trying to get some teams up there ranked. Gulf Shores trying to get in the top 10 in the 5A rankings. And Orange Beach, I mean, they're having a good season. I saw where they came out number two this week in the softball polls in the 4A Mobile Christian boys and girls doing well. The Mobile Christian's highly ranked in the baseball, and the girls are ranked number eight. Satsuma's number nine in Class 4A. So we got a lot of representation there, Brian, both in the baseball and softball season. Uh, it's it's going to be ending before you know it, but I, I'm excited about a lot what's going to happen. You mentioned golf. Maybe get into that next week more deep, too. Yeah, so I also saw that the Leroy Bears, uh, those, those young men tonight before their baseball game, getting their state championship rings for uh, their 2A championship this the year. Bears. So, they, got big Bears. Ring, they got big rings like football. I'm, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the football team they're honoring before the baseball game. So the, the, the football team getting their state championship rings. So big, big, I bet they are big old, <laughs> big old <laughs> giant rings. All right. Thank you, Megan Bronner. All right, Brian. See you next week. Prep Spotlight. Have a great weekend.